Hello, and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts, Julie and Jason. And we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food, and so much more. So strap on your ears, grab a churro, and enjoy today's episode of F, F Yeah, yeah Disney. Disney. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of F. Yeah, Disney. How the hell are you doing today? We are recording this on June 28th, 2021, just two weeks removed from the U.S. Disney parks, allowing fully vaccinated guests to roam the grounds without face coverings, with the hopes that those who aren't fully vaccinated self-regulate and continue to wear face coverings. By chance, we had previously made park reservations for June 15th and got to fully experience the day mask-free except when on Disney transportation. More about that magical day to come later in the show, along with the God of Mischief taking over Disney+, Plus, a couple of new films being released, Disney announcements, and some dumbass deciding she needed a quick snack while cruising through Living with Atlanta at Epcot. Before we jump into all that, it's time to introduce my lovely co-host, my variant from a branch in the sacred timeline, Miss Julie Murphy. Am I a variant? Because that's not my last name. I say you're a variant because we have like we're like the Crimson Twins from G.I. Joe. Oh, your variant. My variant, yes. You're my variant. Oh, I thought you meant like you're my variant, like you my boo. No, like you're my lady Loki. You're Enchantress? Yes. Oh yeah. That's how you won me over. So uh <laughs> Hi. Yes, that is exactly what I did. I put my fingers on his head. His brain. I put a spell green. on you. <laughs> yes. And I took over his mind. And everything else. So, starting off season three, or as you like to say, year three of this uh, podcast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, kind of going off the rails here a little bit, but uh, yeah, we're excited to be back. It's definitely our... Wait, you d- I didn't even answer how I was doing. I know. I'm gonna, we're going to get there. But uh, yeah, so... I have that song stuck in my head. That's why all I'm singing is over and over in my head and not paying attention to anything else. Like, I literally just zoned out. No idea what you said, except remembered that I had not responded and was like, oh, I guess I should stop pr- singing the Move It, Shake It Parade song in my brain. I should participate. Yeah. It's okay. I'm used to you uh, zoning out when I'm talking to you. <laughs> And vice versa. Look who's... St- <laughs> I, I don't... I zone out on purpose. <laughs> he just... Zones out. Doesn't... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I will not realize that he's zoned out. Because he, like, looks up or something while he's doing what he's doing when I start my story. And then 12 minutes later, I'll look up expecting a response. Because it's, like, the punchline of my story. And he's still, like, looking at his phone. And I go, babe. Babe. Babe! And he's like... What's up? I'm like, nothing. Never mind. I'm not telling you that entire story whilst acting it out, playing four different roles. Again, you missed it. For shame. Exactly. So that being said, how you doing, baby? And uh, what are you drinking this evening? This evening, I opted out of drinking the most disgusting seltzers on the planet. Okay. Let's talk about this for a second, right? So we have these lovely seltzers that happen to be alcoholic, and they're supposed to taste like a fucking soda water. Mm-hmm. Slightly flavored, not sweet, kind of like a refreshing beverage. 
Well, unfortunately, I decided to branch out and try some different seltzers. Because it's the summertime and I could trick myself into saying that those are water and I'm getting hydrated enough. But At noon? I tried a couple different brands. Michelob Ultra, Michelob, I think, was the one we had that was really good. It had, like, spicy pineapple and peach pear and cucumber lime. Those ones are really good and uh, refreshing. And then I got this brand, Vizzy, that was like, there's something wrong with this. I don't understand. And it says natural flavors, you know, nothing artificial. So stupid me thinks that they're just putting sugar in, like, as natural as it gets. But no, no, no. I look on it and there's stevia in it. And to anyone who, I don't know, has taste buds, you can tell when something has artificial sweetener in it because it has this sweetness to it that's just too sweet. I consider it like almost like it's like it's dull. It's just like it's too overwhelming that it's not actually pleasurable. It's just trying to be sweet. You know how like there's spicy that is spiced like in the Indian cuisine and then there's spicy just to be hot like five alarm ghost pepper fire devil pepper clear hibiscus pepper of flaming fiery sauce that is literally just hot to hurt how the hell would you order that is that like the 6s or the, what, the um, h is actually so it'd be the i'm not sure but can you write h out to the six power <laughs> <laughs> all those letters together actually spell out a word or anything um so I feel like with the artificial sweetener, or it's not even artificial, sorry, it comes from a... A plant, yeah. Plant. Mm-hmm. Is sweet to be sweet. Not sweet to add flavor, as with sugar as an addition to, like, a lemon, so that lemonade is delicious and doesn't make your face curl up into itself from puckering so hard. Imploding. Right? So... Uh, I'm so disappointed. I bought 30 of them, too, because they were Jesus. buy one, get one free. What a lush. <laughs> Sorry, it's 12, so it was uh, 24 in each. So it was buy one, get one free. So I was like, hey, we'll try this one, too. Those flavors look good. Bud Light, man. I mean, not that I was expecting anything more, but... What was my philosophy, I told you? I wasn't expecting artificial sweetener, and it makes me angry. Yeah, so well, I have what? a thousand of them. So instead, I am drinking a Chi-Chi's. Does anybody remember Chi-Chi's, that restaurant... During uh, Cinco de Mayo, they poured sand into the bar area. Cool. I, of course, was too young at the time, but they did have really yummy Mexican pizza. Mm. I nice. don't know if it was just on a tortilla. Anyway, so Walmart sells these uh, Chi-Chi's drinks, and this one happens to be original margarita wine cocktail. It is grape wine with natural flavors. 10% alcohol. Uh, but it's 99 cents, so I decided that... Chi-Chi's original margarita that'll probably make me shit myself later was a better idea than artificially sweetened or fake sweetened. Just ones seltzers. that. Uh, what was the philosophy I told you yesterday? I don't remember. Uh, basically, if it's a cheap beer it's, and they make cheap seltzers and their but beer tastes like shit, and so is their seltzers. Oh, th- yes, because we were talking about the Corona ones, and I feel like the Corona ones will be very good. 
and they do not have artificial sweeteners in them, so I'm going to try them, and I will report back to you. And I'm going give, to give a big fat I told you so to my husband, because we had the Michelob ones the other day, and those were delicious. I didn't like them. Well, you're crazy. But the other ones the other day were del- You too did like them. You like the spicy pineapple, the peach pear. You like them. Like Amber Buck I'll go to for if I want to have a a beer that they don't have anything else of. Like, you know, if it's just Amber Bach and then Miller Lite, Bud Light, etc. I'm sorry, uh, what? Amber Bach. It's made by Michelob. It's their, it's their brown dark beer that they make. It's pretty good for being a high-volumed produced beer. But my philosophy is it's quanti- quantity and quality thing. So that's all. So you're doing good otherwise, babe? We've got lots to talk about today. I know we're sitting here 12 minutes into the show and we're just rambling like we always do. So welcome uh, to season three. <laughs> I am. I'm doing. I'm doing. So for this week in Disney history, we're going to be covering uh, July 4th specifically. Uh, some of the details that have happened within the world of Disney and the company itself, as well as uh, some history really brief on the parks uh, domestically here in the States and the shows that they have done to celebrate the 4th of July. And so uh, even though he's only talking about one day, it will still be just as tediously long as all his other this day in Disney history segments. And we know you love it. History segments. And uh, we're also going to be talking about all the parks that are officially open worldwide. And Julie's going to be telling us all about the fun happenings going on at all the parks as everybody's gearing up for the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. I just get so wet listening to you talk. You can talk all you want about your life. Ain't the only one that says that. (laughs) And dry as a desert. Just like I like it. It's like jerking off a sandpaper. Wasn't there a movie some guy did that? I told you about it, yes. Yeah, it was The Human Centipede 2, and oh. he sits in the parking garage and uses sandpaper. Why would you even watch the first one? God. The first one was actually... Okay. I don't I'm not going to get into it. It makes me want to throw up even thinking about that. <laughs> so we're going to cover... Uh, Disney's recently uh, talked about and released all of this fun things happening for the 50th here. So we're going to be covering that specifically. If my husband would send me the link for it. And uh, at the end of that segment, so it's... Uh, because it's a little bit more in-depth. And then we have a fun food delight to discuss on uh, our other segment. And what the Forky Foods. Uh, it's going to be a good one this time. Not a, like, what the fucking Forky Foods? Uh, and then we're going to be talking about our trip that we had, uh, which just by chance we had reservations for opening day of No Masks. But we do want to share what you can expect and what not to expect, in a sense, uh, when you do go to the parks just to give you some heads up and some warnings and some precautionary measures that you may want to take depending on uh, perspectives on things. Other than that, babe. You're a grand old fly. You're a high-flying flag. <laughs> Sounded amazing. So now it's time for us to discuss some fun Disney history with the 4th of July in the parks. Uh, Not only the fireworks shows and the celebrations of freedom, but also some things that happened inside the Disney Corporation at Wed Enterprises. And July 4th, 1955, a special pre-opening party is held at Disneyland for their employees. And the park will debut in just 13 days. 
be fun to have like a little pre-opening uh, fun party with the cast members. July 4th, 1964, an amazing 60,917 guests visit Disneyland on this holiday, celebrating the 4th of July. And then in 1987, over 87,000 guests visit Disneyland on the 4th of July. At that point in time, it was the all-time record of a crowd on the 4th of July. Isn't that crazy? 87,000 people. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Also, uh, July 4th, 1987, Tokyo Disneyland's version of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad sends its first runaway mine train flying over the tracks in Western Land. Hey, that was my due date. Oh, how about that? Great. <laughs> I was 11 days late. Thank God. July 4th, 1989, a replica of the Liberty Bell is hoisted and lowered into a permanent spot inside Liberty Square at the Magic Kingdom. And I uh, love seeing the Liberty Bell there. I remember seeing it when I was a kid, thinking it was a real thing, and not realizing it was a replica until I was older and told that it was a replica. Might as well be the same thing, huh? Right? Why weren't you told when you were younger that it was a replica? Why wasn't I told? Because uh, I don't think I asked anybody. And I also thought, like, Mickey Mouse and all the characters walking around were real. And that the ghosts in the Haunted Mansion were real, you know, all that stuff. July 4th, 1999. Fantasy in the Sky, the nightly fireworks spectacle at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom gives way to red, white, and blue and an 18-minute show boasting patriotic music and more than 900 pyrotechnic devices. Quote-unquote stereo fireworks surrounding the guests viewing from the shadows of Cinderella's Castle in the Magic Kingdom and points all around the Seven Seas Lagoon. Plus the colorful Main Street Electric Parade brightens the streets of the Magic Kingdom twice during the evening. <sighs> I know. And now we're going to get into uh, the last but not least magical 4th of July celebration that Disney puts on, uh, where they began to have the simultaneous shows going across between here and Disneyland. So Disney celebrates America as a seasonal fireworks show that premiered on July 3rd, 2008 at the Magic Kingdom theme park in Walt Disney World on July 4th of that same year at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. And on July 1st, 2011 at Disney's California Adventure in Anaheim, California as well. The 15-minute show produced by Walt Disney Creative Entertainment under creative director Steve Davidson celebrates the traditions, spirit, and music of the United States of America and is shown in lieu of the regular fireworks shows on both July 3rd and July 4th at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, and Disneyland California Adventure. While these parks use the same soundtrack, the fireworks are different due to Anaheim fireworks laws being more strict. This is the first time in history that Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, and Disney California Adventure share similar fireworks shows, although Disney California Adventure version was shorter from Disneyland and Magic Kingdom parks. Two previews of the show at the Magic Kingdom were held on July 29th and July 1st, 2008. The show at the Magic Kingdom uses a perimeter fireworks site, giving a 360-degree effect from inside the park, with more than 1,500 shells launched in the show. Previously at the Magic Kingdom, a special Independence Day-themed version of Fantasy in the Sky was held on July 4th. During its debut on July 4th, 2008, the Disneyland version of the show was canceled 11 minutes into the performance due to debris falling on Ball Road behind Disneyland from winds at high elevation. Starting with the 2009 show, Disneyland has performed four showings of this display. A short nine-minute version of the display was shown July 1st to the 3rd, while the full 15-minute version is shown on July 4th. In 2011, Disneyland's version was updated to include some new pyrotechnics, new castle lighting, gobo projections, and searchlights. In 2019, there were some changes for both shows in Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. 
For the Magic Kingdom version, the show was, has returned with the increased amount of pyrotechnics in Cinderella Castle. For the Disneyland version, the show has returned with the increased amount of small-sized firework shells in front of It's a Small World. And that is a brief little bit of history on the 4th of July celebrations at the uh, Magic Kingdom, California Adventure, and Disneyland. Uh, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom as well have uh, celebrated their own ways of doing fireworks. Animal Kingdom, obviously, because of the animals, uh, cannot do fireworks. Um, but it's pretty incredible to be at Magic Kingdom when they do this uh, celebration. I haven't actually gone as a guest on the 4th of July. I tend to avoid the massive crowd days that they have. Uh, but as a cast member, I think I was about three years into working, and I was at, happened to be on a shift at Magic Kingdom, and it was for July 3rd. And a bunch of us actually went on the rooftops on Main Street and watched the entire show up on, up on like the, one of the top platforms that they have backstage. And it was pretty incredible to see uh, seeing the perimeter fireworks going all around us and the whole castle thing light, lighting up with like the American flag and the red, white, and blue and the stars and stripes. And uh, it was pretty, pretty, pretty spectacular, I'd say. Have you got to see any of these Fourth uh, of July shows before, baby? Nope. In person? No, not yet. Well, one, I had never been to Disney until I was 21 to start. And then um, it was one of those things where, yeah, let's not go down in July because it's 4 billion degrees and there's no food and wine. That's why we do go because typically for myself, I take the kids July 6th through the 9th usually was our dates to go. Because after the 4th, everybody would leave. And then summertime, it's just you know, getting into the dog days of summer. It sucks. And then um, my first year here for the 4th, the Disney parks were closed. Mm. And the summer before, not really sure how I survived that. Or maybe it was this past summer because Disney was open. But yeah, I did the parks. And I got to America one day and was like, crap. I can't make it back, and each way I go is the same distance. But then I took a 10-minute break in the coldest bathrooms in Epcot and got rejuvenated. How about that? we've talked with a little bit of the past and the present in Disney history. It's time for us to get into what's happening now with our next segment to infinity and your mom. To infinity and your mom. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
That's not right. You sure? No, that's not right. I'm pretty sure that's it. No, 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 let me show you. To insanity and a blonde. What do you even... That's how it goes. Saying. No, that's how it goes. To immunity and respond. To indecency to and... Hey, hey, guys, you got it all wrong. It's to infinity and beyond. All right, so now it's time for us to talk about some current events happening in all the Disney parks, now that all the Disney parks are officially back open, which, thank God almighty, huh, baby? Isn't that amazing? Hallelujah. It's pretty incredible. And it uh, seems like right now that... Uh, us locally, it's like the only area in the Disney worlds that is officially at uh, close. Seems like it's at full capacity <laughs> right now, which we will be getting into at the end of this conversation of things happening when we discuss uh, how our trip was. But before that, tell us some more about what's happening, baby. Oi, 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 oi! So we've got a lot. We do. So buckle up. What do you want to talk about first? How about let's talk about the last park to open. Which was that? Disneyland Paris, y'all. Disneyland Paris. Wee wee. Sorry. Okay. I'm back. So, Disneyland cast says it's like coming home to family. So, Disneyland in Paris. Well, basically, Europe is hoping that the reopening of Disneyland Paris is going to help tourism recovery in France. But we're just excited that Disneyland Paris is open. Yeah. Heck yeah. I would love to visit there someday. It's the dream. Mm-hmm. But alas, it has not happened yet. But I guess they were uh, they were super excited to be back. And nobody in Paris uh, was upset that they had to wear face masks to go into the park. They were just happy that it was open. Yeah. That's how we were. A few other things that are happening in Disneyland Paris. I'm going to save this one for last because I'm most excited about this. I'm looking at it right now. So, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know that you do. You probably do. Same brand. So, yeah, you're first. You're my variant. Yes. First, Mickey and Minnie debut new nautical outfits at the Newport Bay Club in Disneyland Paris. Super cute. And they are stinking adorable. I don't know why I'm not swearing. This is not my other podcast. They are fucking adorable. <laughs> there you go. She's back. Minnie has this red bow. Her dress has blue and white stripes on the top. And then the skirt is white and poofy with a little blue stripe at the bottom that matches the stripes on the top. I can't see her shoes, which makes me really sad because I want to see her shoes. I'll get you an update on her shoes at some point. I'm going to post a picture with no comment on our Instagram. Just shoes. Nothing. No comment. <clears throat> Just so you know. And then Mickey is in a cute little... It almost looks like it's suede. But this cute little sailor's jacket that is blue and has a red and white collar. And then a lovely little sailor's cap and some white pants with little black stripes down the side. Super cute. Or red. I'm not sure. They probably match the same striping on the hat and the jacket. You're hitting your mic too much. Where am I hitting it? Oh, with my headphones. All right. So that's going to be super fun to in or get out so i guess they have some fancy schmancy disneyland paris pins or just the pins that they are releasing in disneyland that have come out that are super cute but i think there's only really a few that are yeah they have 
pins for their anniversary. A cute little one that is kind of like a fold open notebook. And then they have some stitch ones, but Jason doesn't care about that because he hates stitch. I don't hate them. I just don't mm-hmm. like them. But yeah, so there are some really cute pins that are coming out there. And then Disneyland Paris opens. It's Marvel Hotel. Oh, shit. So it's really cool. So it is in Paris, and the outline of the hotel is supposed to kind of look like a New York City skyline because the theme is supposed to be like kind of like New York, which is so interesting. It's because Disney's Hotel New York. Because living here, you're like, uh, why, why would you go to a New York-themed hotel in when you're on vacation in another country. But them living there are probably, it's probably super exciting and awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Super cool. They got some amazing artwork in this place. Oh, yeah. There's like, like theming, the wall to wall murals uh, behind the beds. It is going to be awesome. And if it's anything like one of the things that I'm talking about in What the Forky Foods, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it says here, uh, more than 110 artists have assembled their talents to create a collection of contemporary art, showcasing the vast scope of the Marvel Universe. Configured as a museum shop, the Hotel Boutique allows guests to level up their own headquarters with beautiful reproductions of some of the Marvel artwork featured throughout the hotel. The boutique, directly inspired by Tony Stark's iconic wall of armor, displays collector figurines, art books, exclusive editions of Marvel comic books, and many items directly reflecting the architecture and design of the hotel. They also have a hero training zone. Yeah. 25 suites, 65 Empire State Club rooms, and 471, it says, superior rooms. Amazing. Holy cow. Then you have the two restaurants. Indeed. One's called the Manhattan Restaurant, and the other one's called Skyline Bar. And it seems like the Skyline Bar actually has, like, I was going to say, I wonder if that one's kind of themed to feel like you're sitting on the edge of, like, Tony Stark's. Oh, it Avengers to- Campus building? I'm looking at the picture right now of it, and the background of the bar is like a, a projection screen of looking out and seeing the Stark Tower, or the Avenger Tower, I guess. And there's like helicopters flying around. It looks it looks pretty badass. So, in fact, you are not in the Stark Tower. You are just in a bar. Yep. Overlooking it. Yeah, and the, uh, the Manhattan uh, restaurant is an Asgard-themed restaurant. Isn't that cool? Then they have the Bleecker Street Lounge, casual and hip atmosphere, serves drinks for adults and kids, inspired by Doctor Strange. Oh, interesting. The Manhattan restaurant is Italian. That's what I was going to ask. Oh, okay, cool. Which is really funny, because it's an Italian restaurant in France. <laughs> but yep, risotto, secondi, formaggio, dolce. Mm, sexy. So yeah, we got to stay here. If I ever get the opportunity to go, we'll get to go and stay here. If uh, obviously the, you know if there's <laughs> occupancy, because <laughs> no matter how much Disney charges for something, people are going to spend the goddamn money on it. They don't care. I mean, look at boobash tickets. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's happening in part of our. One of the restaurants in the hotel is called Downtown Restaurant. Mm. It says swing between the Chinese, American, and Italian cuisine stations like Spider-Man through the New York rooftops. And the price level is three euros. It's it's funny because it's like instead of like three dollar signs, expensive. 
The artwork on this menu is gorgeous, though. It looks like all like pointillism shots of, oh no, it's a few different styles of uh, Manhattan. It's pretty rad, right? So it also seems like Disneyland Paris is uh, still going with the enhanced health and safety guidelines. Yes. As, uh, well, because they had that crazy outbreak again. Yeah, which is why they had to close, yeah. But yes, so that is what's happening in Disneyland Paris. Where to next, sir? I want to head over to Japan. Sure. I have one news item for Disneyland Tokyo. Sweet. Let's strap on our seatbelts and fly there now. Disneyland Tokyo. That was really loud. Sorry. All right. Can we just talk about how Japan and the the, Japan, Jap, the Tokyo Park and the parks in Shanghai and Hong Kong always have the best stuff? Cutest food, greatest popcorn buckets, best souvenirs, cutest little stuffed animals. Like 10 different types of popcorn? Yes. They have a new popcorn bucket mm-hmm. in Disneyland Tokyo. Do they really? It is... A small world. It's like the facade of the front of the bride. And then at the very bottom, if you open the little doors, or I think you pull it out, doors pop open and there's three little miniature statues from the ride in there. And I think they twirl around on their little thing. Oh, my goodness. They uh, do themselves like the freaking stained glass box that just came out like last year when the park first opened there, I think it was. And then it lit up from the inside and you can see the different scenes from the from Beauty and the Beast. Yes, that was like it was like the uh, like enchanted rose popcorn bucket or whatever it was. Yeah, it was amazing. Incredible. So that's what I have from Japan. Okay, how about Hong Kong? Hong Kong has a construction update about Arendelle, the world of Frozen, at Hong Kong Disneyland. It literally reads as every other news that I have told you about the Frozen Park, but it will have a restaurant, shops, and two attractions. Yep. It will have Frozen Ever After from Frozen, I mean from Epcot, mm-hmm. Barf, and Wandering Oaken Sliding Sleighs, which honestly is the exact same thing that I've told you several times about this, but it's very exciting. Yes, we've mentioned it before, and it looks very cute and adorable. And uh, it's just saying there's no word on whether the original 2022 opening date will be postponed. And out of the three Arendelles currently under construction, the Hong Kong version is currently the farthest along. Oh, interesting. You can see the turrets of the castle going up. Well, the structure for the turrets, but it's exciting. Another reason why we have to travel to all of the parks, except... Like, they're literally like, hey, let's bring the shittiest ride in all of the Disney parks and put it in another park and see how well it does here. I get that it's popular, but come on. I really hope that they put a little bit more effort into the one in Hong Kong. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm counting on you. There is also a new Follow Your Dreams show that they will have in front of the castle. And cast members got a sneak peek on the 23rd. Or at least that's when this article came out. 
And it was a week before the premiere date. So by the time this comes out, it will have opened. Nice. But it's exciting. I miss stage shows. So it's really cool to see that it is coming back to somewhere and perhaps here. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's slated to open on the 30th, which will be after our, well, before our show comes out. But tomorrow, no, in two days from recording this. And it is a daytime show, so it's on the stage, like how they used to have all the fun stuff on the Disney stage with Peter Pan. Nice. So those are my news items for for Hong Kong. Where do you want to go next? Well, I got a little distracted and uh, jumped ship and went to Shanghai. So I think we should go there because I just came across something that I didn't know existed. And it's about and part of the celebration of the five years of Shanghai being open. Okay, well, slow your roll. I am. So how about Shanghai, babe? All right. So first things first, first, blah. First things first, Disney Parks blog presented Disney Paper Parks. Enchanted Storybook Castle at the Shanghai Disney Resort. And it's this amazing little printable castle that you print out from your printer that you print. Sorry, I was just trying to see how many times I could say that in the same sentence because it's <laughs> super redundant. Crazy. But it's super, super cute. And so it's this little 3D paper model. And there's actually a video tutorial of how it is put together. And apparently it even has a little, uh, has little paper chandeliers and towers and bridges and it's super cute so if you've got some time on your hands and you're bored we'll post the uh, link in our show notes because it's pretty cute it sounds super cute makes me want to go buy ink oh and it comes with a little oh that's so cute i'm looking at the instructions to print it out here and it has the floor plan of where you'll put the castle once it's done and it's printed on four sheets of paper and it's so cute you can actually see where the castle is going to be positioned in the middle of it oh and we got some 3d stuff on those pages this is a super intense babe huh. oh no those are little, the little bridges coming off the castle this is super cute we are totally making one of these and then you cut it out and it shows you how to put everything together oh there's the little chandelier <gasps> i'm so excited Oh my gosh, we totally have to. And it's really funny because all of the sketch, all of the drawing for it, like before you print it out, is all like super sketchy. So it ends up being like a sketched, like concept design. That's super cute. Interesting. Sounds like a lot of fun. Or certain things are sketched. I don't know. It's super cute. And I want to build one right now. Bye, guys. Jason will finish the episode. Okay, then. So, uh, Just kidding. <laughs> so they sang happy birthday to Shanghai on its fifth birthday, and Disney fans and characters all joined in to sing happy birthday. How about that? Yeah, super cute. Mickey's Storybook Adventure debuted on June 15th, which is a crazy live stage show that they have in Shanghai. And... It looks pretty incredible. The stage looks phenomenal. It's like the backdrop is basically like a book being opened. And then Mickey's there and it literally looks like there's massive books that have been built. So you you see the bookends and it looks like a library scene. 
It's a full-on production. This is intense. Wow. Yes, yeah, so we'll need to post some pictures about that, too. So I'm excited. Can we go to Shanghai Disney, too? Oh, yeah. Next, if you'd like to be in one of these awesome shows in Shanghai, Disney is holding auditions for vocalists, musicians, stunt professionals, and dancers. Mm. So that would be awesome. And uh, apparently, many auditions have been announced for Disney parks and even Disney Cruise Lines. So if you ever thought of working in Disney, anywhere actually, it looks like they are hiring for a lot of different places for different things. Obviously, those are for Shanghai, but you could be an Avenger. You could be a floating pianist on the Disney Cruise Line. Now, I wonder if this is like you're floating, like on a little pool on the stage, or you're floating between cruise ships or floating on the ocean. But if I was floating in water on a stage on a boat... On the water? I don't think I could handle that. Ooh, you could also audition to be the new Moana or Tiana or Rapunzel or Elsa. Friends, so yeah. friends with. Friends with them, honey. It literally says... Dream of being Moana, question mark. Well, it also says the other ones that I mentioned, but I was just clarifying. So, yes, lots and lots of auditions are available on the Disney websites. Go check it out if you want to work at Disney and be awesome. Heck yeah. And then Shanghai has released an image of the polar bear, Kevin. And he is hanging out, checking on his phone. It's all white right now, but the detail on it is awesome. It's super cute. I can't wait for that part to open. Seriously, we have to go everywhere. Why does everywhere get awesome stuff? I know we get awesome stuff here too, but I want Avengers Campus. Like we could literally open an Avengers Park here. Oh well, we yeah, they, and yeah, they totally should. Completely agree. Joy saying. All right. So I think that leaves Disneyland and the Disney World. Mm-hmm. And we'll wrap up with Disney World because then we'll get into uh, all the other things and stuff that we are talking about with that. Yeah. All right. So first and foremost in Disneyland. Disneyland. Josh Gad says that his two daughters have been spoiled by the Disneyland staff. Well, He's they deserve it. He's not happy about it. He's not happy? He says... Like, I actually sometimes won't take them and make them go with other families so that they know what waiting in line is so that they don't become so spoiled. This is how I feel about... And I don't know, maybe it's just because I didn't get to go to Disney until I was 21. But it's one thing that concerns me about Jason having guest passes is that our kids are going to become jaded to like just being able to go to the parks whenever they want. Nope. So I do understand that a lot because when I was growing up, I never got to go to the the parks, so it was very, very different for me. So, oh yeah, like the, I, I made sure I always had the conversation with them that, you know, what it costs and et cetera, et cetera. So they appreciate it every time I go. I wish my first date with the person I was spending the rest of my life with was at Disney, like your daughter. Just kidding, because it was our first date was definitely Disney. I know. Because that's where our first date was, too. We actually celebrated our anniversary of that yesterday. Yeah, how about that? Disneyland and DCA have reintroduced single rider lines for select attractions. They have done this at Disney World 2 for some rides, which is pretty cool. 
pretty cool, pretty cool, man. Yeah. Other big things happen there. In other news, the shrunken zombie head drink has been renamed as cultural sensitivity changes continue at Disneyland Resort. So the shrunken zombie head beverage will now be called Simply Zombie. That's lame. But, I mean, it, it, it's, that's what it is. It's zombie head. It's a drink. Well, I wonder if like the, the monkey head or the monkey brains drink at Jock Lindsay's is going to be changed because you get a cup that's a cup of a monkey head. Yeah, I get it, but it's not a shrunk. It's not called the shrunken monkey head. It's like a monkey shrine. It's not the same. Oh. Um, I have one of these mugs. It's right up there. It's the gray zombie with the bug coming out of his head. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir, Bob. I earned that. I went to get several cups for me and Amy when I was there, and my lovely traveling partner, Jana, does not drink. So I had to drink a Krakatoa. Not a Krakatoa, but it's like that, but it's called the Kraken, I think. It's massive. Um, All by myself. And then this, and then another beverage, and the guy sitting next to me, I don't think realized that I was... Inebriated? Buying the mug as well when he offered to pay for my drink. But the bartender charged him 50 bucks for it. (laughs) I felt really bad, but he was a very, very nice man. And I think he probably knew how much it was when he ordered it, but it was nice. He apparently liked that I was from Boston. Did you tell me it was wicked awesome? (laughs) I did not. I was not inebriated enough at that point. And a lot of things are reopening in Disneyland. And I wish they would open in Disney World, too. But as of June 2nd, the Enchanted Tiki Bar will be open again. That is in the Disneyland Resort. And we've got Harbor Galley. Don't know where that is. Hungry Bear Restaurant. Those are both opening July 1st with mobile order available. A Refreshment Corner is opening July 8th. Cat Saka's Kettle is opening on my birthday. That's uh, July 15th, folks, for those that don't know what our birthday is. Don't know what what those places are, honestly, but they were in Disneyland. And then in California Adventure, the Lucky Fortune Cookery and Corndog Castle and Schmoozies open on July 1st. And Clarabelle's Hand-Scooped Ice Cream opens on July 8th, and those will all have mobile ordering. And the Tangaroa Terrace Tropical Bar and Grill, which I ate at the first night I was in Disneyland, Opens July 2nd, and so does the Enchanted Tiki Bar. I had really yummy... Oh, is it called Mumbusu? Mumbusu. I can't remember exactly what it's called, and I feel bad, but it's the uh, classic Hawaiian uh, rice spam seaweed wrap. And it was like three layers and deep fried and served in like a triangle. It was amazing. Sounds like a yummy dish. Super delicious. Uh, should there be other things happening at Disney World? At Disneyland? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Trader Sam's? You just mentioned that? I just mentioned that. That's uh, literally what I've been talking well, about for 20 minutes. Well, you said Enchanted Tiki Bar. I didn't realize it was the Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. I said that when I was talking about it the first time. Oh, okay. And then, yes. Anyway. In other news, and we will be getting deep into that in another segment perhaps, but Avengers Campus opened at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And I'm jealous that I am not there every day i think some might uh beg to differ and say you're actually lucky you're not there right now because you're not having to spend six hours in line just to get into the land i'm not sure if that's still happening but i know for like the first uh, few days 
mobile orders were not going through. Like it was taking people forever just to get, you know, because if you if you have a mobile order that you place inside the the area, and you're waiting in line just to get into the space, and your mobile order is ready for you, you're going to be getting cold food, I guess. Well, I mean, that's your own fault for making the reservation, and you can go in there and change it to a later time to pick it up. Yeah. So if your food is getting cold, then that's on you. But it makes sense because social distancing and guidelines and things like that are still in place. And I'm sure they're trying to regulate it to just kind of see the flow of how that is going to work in the park. And I don't care. So why didn't they just do it the same way they did it before where they just had three-hour reservations? That's all you had to be in that space. Because it didn't work. It's, why, how did it not work? It seemed like it worked great. It didn't work. Clearly it didn't work or else they would have done it again. Who knows? I'm not sure they were anticipating. You're the only person I mean, I've ever heard say that didn't work. Because people could stay in there and just not ride any rides or anything like that and then still be taking up space in the park. But I cannot wait to go to Avengers Campus. Mm-hmm. Same here. Super stoked. In other news, very interestingly enough, because this video was originally posted in something like 2009. Mm-hmm. September of 2009, this video was originally posted. Someone decided to share on TikTok, hey, oh my goodness, if uh, you get scared easy, you should probably go away right now, but if not, then stick around, because I'm going to show you something creepy. And so he like zooms in on it, and he's like, ooh, there's a ghost during fireworks. Uh, in Disneyland at the Sleeping Beauty's Castle. And it's funny, I'm looking at it on Snopes, but they found an original video from that day. And you can clearly tell it's some like security guard or mm-hmm. custodian or something that's standing there just like <gasps> leaning up against one of the turrets, just enjoying the fireworks show. <laughs> and then probably at one point like realizes, oh, crap, everybody can see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was TPN Vids or one of those YouTube channels I remember watching during Halloween did like a debunking haunted videos from the parks and what have you. And I think like 95% of them have been debunked. But yeah, it's just so funny that... Yeah, people still... like, And it's probably getting insane amounts of... Oh, there's Amityville Horror is the sound effect that's playing on it. Mm. It's just ridiculous because it's just so many TikTok people are getting clickbait. so much attention from TikTok. And mm-hmm. But we do have a fun story from TikTok that's super cute. So the other day, gorillas saw a snake in their little enclosure and uh, I guess got to experience how they reacted to this snake that they were told would not injure the gorillas so don't worry about that but it's really funny because the little guys all start crowding around it and like flicking the the hay around to to see what this thing is that's in their enclosure and then uh big man on campus comes over and uh, he's like i'll take care of this for you and then they couldn't find it and then it shows up again and he's like oh yeah, no, I'm good over here. Thanks. And uh, it was really cool. Yeah, And I totally. guess they got, like, really close and inspected it. And one, like, jumped and ran away when the snake started to rither. It, it was a really cute video. And so that's... It's just one of those things that you never know what kind of magic you're going to experience when you go to the parks. And we definitely had some amazing moments, especially just recently on our honeymoon. But one in particular, if we're talking about... 
the animal kingdom when we were on the safari, there was a giraffe mm-hmm. that was in front of our <laughs> our caravan and would not move. And we were probably stuck there for maybe yeah, five minutes or so. Ten minutes while uh, someone else came over and was trying to like shoot off, and then another one <laughs> came walking over. Yep. It was it was it was really magical. So it's cool when you get to experience those little things that you know you're definitely not you know you expect to see something cool, but never expect it to be something like that. So that was really awesome. Yeah, I think that's what Disney Disney does so good about like setting up those environments too, is it makes it s- so natural and realistic in a sense that they just have to let the g- the flow go with the flow in a sense, you know. And that's how those magical moments are created. Just naturally, because of how they set things up. But it was awesome because you could hear the cast member in the background actually like narrating about it instead of being like, "Okay, move along, move along," you know. Yeah. And kind of stopping them, she actually engaged the crowd, which was so cool. Mm -hmm. Next, we have an opening date for the new Polynesian Resort post renovation. It's gonna be July nineteenth. So. The monorail station will not be available. Yeah, it's under renovation still. Exactly, but uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. I'm very excited to see it. So, yeah, so I'm very excited to see the Moana theming. Yeah, well, I'm we very excited for Ohana to open up. We have breakfast there coming up. Yeah. Oh, I know when we went for there for our photographs, our photo shoot and breakfast for the honeymoon day one. It we was went to the, Kona, though. Yeah, but I mean, like the retail stores were already being tra- changed over to the Moana stuff, like the name yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, they still had. Yeah, that's true. That's sad. I missed it. Yeah. Also, why was there not more Lilo merchandise? I don't know. I see her doll, the plush everywhere. Yeah, but that's like all she got. And that was like last year. Yeah. Keeping in theme of restaurants, they have released some awesome, awesome pictures of the newly renovated rooms at the Contemporary. And so all of the rooms inside are getting renovated and some of the suites are just done over incredibly, pun intended. I was a little uneasy when they were like, hey, we're taking this classic Disney resort. You know, that one resort that was open right when the parks open and uh, refacing it with a Pixar movie. Yeah, it has the modular rooms that just slide out the sides and they can just pop in brand new ones, you know. But it's brilliant. The way they did it, it's tasteful. Totally stays with the theming of the contemporary. Still has that vibe to it. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's just these little hints of the Incredibles. Like you open up the closet and against the wall is like vinyl of their super suits hanging on the closet. The bathrooms are gorgeous. There's just some artwork on the wall that ties in the Incredibles. And then that, you know, 70s theming kind of futuristic vibe that the Incredibles had that you Mm -hmm. will see in these rooms. And they are gorgeous and i cannot wait to stay in one yeah it's fun and i'm excited to go get breakfast there now what do you think i'm talking about <laughs> i was just talking about the fucking incredible rooms of the contemporary because you know i was thinking of was the uh rumors of the wave bit and getting changed out to something else it's just called the wave well it's called american wave of flavor or something like that Wow. Yeah, so what do you think about these awesome new rooms at the Contemporary? I like them. I like the idea. I think because it is so subtle, it's not like uh, going to, like say, like stand at the 
Pop Century or yeah, I get maybe no, pop- not even those. I, I feel I'm like, like unless the you're living rooms. in a pirate ship room, like well, like the All Star Caribbean. You know what I mean? Because like you go like to the sports and it's, it's all sports themed. Like the well, yeah, but the, the rooms themselves. I know, but they're not. I wouldn't really consider that super themed. Like yeah, you get the stuff outside, but. When I think of like themed rooms, yeah, I think room, of I the pirates room <clears throat> or the little mermaid room or the Lion King suites at Art of Imagination. But these are actually done extremely well and I love them. Yeah, it's definitely a nice upgrade. It's been way overdue. I was scared. I was. I was shaking in my boots, but I'm very excited. Hell yeah. Next, Disney World is celebrating its. 50th anniversary by giving away free trips to the park. Now, this is actually pretty cool. To enter, you nominate someone, so you're not really entering, but you can nominate someone who you feel has gone above and beyond, helped the community, helped out neighbors, just like been an all around good Samaritan, deserving of this free trip and they are picking from those nominations which i think is really cool and they get one year of disney plus for free how about that wonder if that would get tacked on to the 26 years we've already purchased yeah i don't know it'd be nice i know who i want to nominate i wonder if you win that if you have to pay taxes on it it is not me or my husband i don't know because it's not an object where it's like a car yes you would have to pay the tax on but it's a package. But it's a trip, so I think it's a bit different. Like, cause concert tickets, you don't have to pay the tax on for those. Yeah, but they're also only like, say, one hundred fifty dollars compared to like six grand. No, I understand. I'm just kind of curious. Any tax people out there, if you know the information, please hit us up at f yeah dsny at gmail and let us know. I'm gonna ask my parents because they won <laughs> several cruises from the casino. I do believe they had to pay taxes, but taxes is a very small portion of what that bill. Honey, will Texas is be. the biggest state in the country. So social distancing has ended in Disney World in the grand scheme of things. It's gone. And they are still forced to use backstage because of the lines. And this looks like Mexico. And so are there, is there still social distancing inside the pavilion? Or are there just that many people desperate to get a goddamn margarita? Well, so here's the deal. So it's still the same as it has been from the last couple of months where there's a line for the restaurant, a line for the ride, and a line for the margaritas. But Okay, so but that was when there was limited amount of people that could go into the castle. I mean, the right, there's, pyramid. Yeah, the capacity is back to pretty much whatever it was before, pre-COVID. However, they're trying to just make it make a little bit more sense to keep people from bunching up and getting completely you know crazy. Because um, like in front of our shop there at uh, La Princesse de Cristal, they sometimes the queue would basically block our store and people couldn't come in. And then uh, they've rerouted the queue. So you actually, when you get into the queue now for the three caballeros, you get in over by as if you're going into the restaurant. That's where the line begins now. Yeah, it's been that way for a while. Uh, this was as of Thursday. Oh, like it doesn't just wrap around there. It actually starts over yeah, there. Yeah, it starts over there. And, and then what they're doing is they're bringing the, the uh, handicap access uh, as if you're going into the restaurant. But instead of going to the restaurant, you take a sharp lift. And then the wall that divides the pavilion and the restaurant is what the new, basically like emergency lane. But that wall now is like the emergency lane that they're kind of using for uh, 
handicap access for larger groups. I'm going to have to actually experience this because those words made no sense to me. So, you know, one other reason why Epcot might be so busy and everybody wants to get into the pavilion? Goddamn TikTok again. Oh, yeah. Because the fancy schmancy margarita drink with the bubble on top. And then TikTok is going to ruin fucking Disney for everybody. I got a lot of things to piss about TikTok. Good for the gorillas and the snakes. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Some influencer is like, hey, okay, so it's not even like she was like, fuck, I was wearing the super cute outfit and like Disney made me change into the stupid fucking t-shirt instead. No. She was like, hey guys, do you want to know how to get a free shirt from Disney? Go into the park wearing something super inappropriate and then Disney will let you get something for free. And oh my God, look at this spirit jersey I got. $65 and I got it for free. So if you want free Disney merch, do this. This stupid TikToker figured out a way to exploit Disney. Regardless of how much it costs Disney, Disney's still taking a loss for it. And if our billions of followers see it and try to do the same thing, Disney loses money. So I guess she got and then was able to get the $75 spirit jersey after she spoke to a manager. Yeah, so what's going to happen is if this continues, they're just going to put in more screening at the entrance of the park and not allow Because like the other day, like I told you, you know, I wonder if they're going to start maybe giving some of these girls shorts that actually cover all their ass. You know, I don't mind a little booty cheek hanging out. I enjoy it myself. But like we had this girl in our store and like the... Or to any of the parks. I've seen like going that to strip clubs sometimes. Magic Kingdom, too. And we are nowhere near prude at all. If anything, we're a couple of freaks. However, time and place. Cover your butt. I don't want to see butt cheeks coming out of the bottom of your pants. But I think, anyways, if this continues, Disney will be putting in measures at the gates, at the security gates. Uh, There's also a a cast member who was recently fired because of his antics on TikTok, uh, including going in, breaking into the uh, wedding chapel, I guess because the door was unlocked, and he decided to walk in and did a bunch of videos and stuff, and... He was going around Disney Springs and drinking water out of the, all the fountains, and te- like as if he was testing and saying it's safe. And Dizzy got completely freaked out and pissed about it because it's completely unsanitary. So this kid was fired, tried sneaking back in. And oh, then he, uh, he was drinking out of the fountains, yeah, not the fa- like not a water, water fountain. fountain. No, oh, fountains. I was so confused. That makes so much more sense now. Yeah. So he's officially been banned. So if you're a t- if you if I'm sure if you're listening to this, you might go on TikTok and look at it and laugh. I probably doubt that you're creating videos on it. If you are, hey, whatever. Uh, but if you are, don't be an asshole and take advantage of Disney. Just be careful. Yeah. Did you know that on June 27th, so yesterday, was the last day that Canada Far and Wide in Circle Vision 3D was uh, going to be open? What? Which doesn't make any sense to me. Interesting. And it's apparently not on Disney's refurbishment calendar, so I don't know if something happened. And like, was was Martin Short still the? No, it was a brand new show. Remember, it was uh, what? What's their faces from uh, Schitt's Creek? Catherine O'Hara and uh, um, oh, Gene Gene Levy. Hmm. Yeah, remember because you go in there and you start off and it's like the the mistiness around you of the woods. No, I, no, I remember it. I just couldn't remember who did yeah. the new. Yeah, it was them. Okay. So maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna change out the voice acting because of. The success of Shit's Creek. They're asking for more money for royalties. I don't even know. Yeah, I'll look into it. Something happened. Yeah, because we know, like with Disney, you know, jumping in now and with 
taken over Morocco, for instance. Maybe they're taking over the Canadian Pavilion because Lord knows the Canadian Pavilion really needs some help because they have no entertainment there. And they have a stage that just sits empty. I understand with COVID. They have no entertainment because fucking Bob Paycheck fired their band and said that basically got rid of all the entertainment around the world. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, but I'm saying up until the point of like when... Um, Oh man, I'm gonna. I'm so pissed. I can't think of their name. The band that used to play there for like 30 years. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue too. But once they left, uh, and their contracts were no longer redone or whatever, um, they brought in a bunch of different things. They tried some different entertainment music. I like the cutters. log cutters. Yeah. So whatever. It is what it is. But I'll look. We'll look into it more and let you know if we hear anything. I mean, once they got rid of. Martin Short, I didn't particularly care so much. Anyway, in other TikTok news, TikTok Disney has given us some fun sneak peeks about the fiftieth. But before we get into any sort of magical fiftieth anniversary news, mm-hmm. we have some pre fiftieth anniversary news. Starting July first, so Thursday, so three days ago, you could see fireworks shows at Disney again. So we have Epcot Forever mm-hmm. and Epcot See. and Happily Ever After in Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun for you to edit. Yeah, it will be. So uh, Epcot Forever will be airing their show there at 10 o'clock. And compared to normally it's at 9, but because Epcot's open until 10 o'clock right now. It's being showed at, at closing, basically. Closing like it used to be. And then uh, Happily Ever After will air at 9.30, I believe, is the time for that. I thought you said 9.15. Yeah, it's 9.15 or 9.30, but the parks are going to be open until 11. Uh, Magic Kingdom, that is, will be open until 11, uh, with the Main Street shops being open until 12. So there's uh, fun changes going along, not only and uh, with the fireworks shows, but also with the parks extending their hours a little bit. And I'm sure Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom as well will get into more summertime hours. Well, I guess park hours have been updated through August 3rd. Okay, cool. And I guess that's it for my news, but it kind of segues into uh, the next topic of conversation because old fireworks shows mean that new fireworks shows are coming. Mm-hmm. So we have two new nighttime spectaculars that okay. will be debuted on October 1st. So <laughs> say, say that say that, that will debut. Yeah. So there are two new nighttime <laughs> So there are two new nighttime spectaculars. That will be debuting on October 1st. So we know we have Harmonious and Epcot. But there's also a new show that is going to be happening in Magic Kingdom that will also be taking place on Main Street. Super cool. I'm glad we're getting this finally. It's very exciting. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it's going to be different. What I hope is that it's just like a hybrid of Happily Ever After and not a completely different show. Ugh, I know. You know, because this show's been... We got wishes for 4,000 years, and we only got this show for four years minus a year because of COVID. Yeah, so it's... uh, I'm glad it's coming back. Uh, For me, I told Julie uh, when we... I'm unfortunately working at Magic Kingdom on Thursday to get to see this show. Fortunately, not unfortunately. Yeah, fortunately, I'm working. And... For myself, I haven't even listened to or watched anything that has to do with Happily Ever After since this whole pandemic started. Which is crazy because we could have watched it on the TV on our honeymoon, but we said yeah, we nope. still didn't. I didn't want to watch it. I wanted it to be like the for us kind of a throw off our mask and say, "Hey, the pandemic's over," even though it's not. But kind of a a big sigh like we're of relief. Getting back to like, there's hope. 
And I think Happily Ever After is a really good vision of hope, a good beacon of yes. hope, if you will. And it's going to be a uh, purge. I'm going to be a hot fucking mess. You think he th- I was? Yeah, a, he says um, the emotional state I know, of but 2020. The way he said it was just so. It didn't make any sense. It was so weird. Made perfect sense to me. <laughs> but we're looking forward to it, and we will definitely be telling y'all about it. Uh, we'll also probably be. Well, I don't know. I was going to say doing a live stream, etc., but probably not on the first one. So October first, twenty twenty one, will begin the eighteen month celebration for the fiftieth anniversary. And uh, it's been fun. I've had talks with lots of guests, actually, in a couple of the day. They got married at the Magic Kingdom on, like, October 5th, I think she said it was. It was 1971. And uh, they made it every year for their anniversary. And this is their 50th anniversary. That was very cute. My parents got married in 1975. And we're celebrating their 45th wedding anniversary last fall when we were supposed to have our Disney wedding. And they were supposed to come down. And we were going to celebrate their anniversary in the parks because they honeymooned in Disney when it was just Magic Kingdom. Yeah. But alas, COVID foiled those plans. Mm-hmm. But no, that's we're okay. We're Maybe we're they'll be able to see it during the 50th and that castle is gorgeous. Yeah, so something at first I wasn't too stoked about and then I don't know if it had to do with maybe some of the fading going on from the sun kind of muting that Pepto, not really Pepto pink because that was the old Birthday Kit Castle. It was definitely not Pepto pink. But I, th- I think maybe it's just the adornments that they've added to it has kind of helped to they knew what they together. were doing, but honestly, the new castle, I don't care who doesn't like it. I think it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty. Pre, pre-decorations. Since the decorations, it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's the backdrop of my phone. Like, it's just stunning. And I mean, I, I guess you have to like gold. I'm obsessed with gold. It's beautiful. And I, like, want to live in this castle. Like, when we have a house, <laughs> um, we, I might make Jason decorate our house this way. Hey, how about that? We'll add peaks to it just so that we can put ribbons around them. Yeah, with that the spires. That was the one thing I was gonna say is that I, at first I was when I saw the ribbons up there, I was kind of figuring out like what the hell is this, and then I, kind of, I think it is supposed to kind of represent the, the birds the twirling birds. the fabric around the dress. Yeah, around Cinderella, having her dress made for her by her little tiny animals, yeah. and then ripped apart by her evil stepsisters. Uh, Jason and I watched. 90, 80, 70 percent of that movie the other day for my first time in forever. Because, <laughs> mm. because it's too cute. But I feel like that movie was about the animals. Let's be honest. A lot of it is. Does Cinderella even have a role in that movie? Like basically, up until she goes to the ball, it's all about the the mice. Yeah. They should call it Micerella. The mice and the cat. Lucifer. Lucifer. The devil cat. He's just he's a cute guy. Yeah. So, uh, what's the name of the new show that is going to be playing at Magic Kingdom, love? Disney Enchantment will launch with the world's most magical celebration. I have this evening extravaganza. We'll take you on a journey filled with adventure, wonder, and empowerment, inspiring everyone to believe in magic. Disney Enchantment will feature music, enchanted lighting, stunning fireworks, and for the first time, immersive projection effects that extend from Cinderella's Castle down Main Street, USA. USA, USA, USA. And then we also get Harmonious, which... Looking at these previews, still not sold. Not if that shit is up there 24-7. Can't. I can't. And then there's a uh, a new daytime entertainment that uh, is going to be happening. At Animal Kingdom. October 1st in Animal Kingdom, correct. Mm-hmm. So they figured out something to do with the amphitheater and the kite 
boat things <laughs> that they had for Epcot Forever. They are recycling them into birds, kites, bird kites. Uh, yeah, one looks like Simba, maybe. Different yeah, maybe that's a kite. Different, but, different animal characters. But yes, yeah, so it looks super fun. I'm excited. I know we were listening to, was that Lou Mangiello? Mm-hmm. Where they were talking about how it's hot and the seats are concrete. Oh, that was Disney Dish this morning. Oh, sorry, Disney Dish. But uh, yeah, I've gone to see Beauty and the Beast, Hollywood Studios. I sat on hot seats and the sun. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a problem to me. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, for the show, Disney. I want new fireworks in Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. I never got to see the Galaxy's Edge one. There's also a book that is called Walt Disney World, a portrait of the first half century. It actually looks super, super gorgeous. But what I am most excited about is the delicious Disney recipes and stories from the most magical place on Earth. So they are releasing a new cookbook that will be available starting September 28th, and it's available for pre-order now. Nope, just kidding. That's the other book. <sighs> Darn it. I was very excited that it was going to be pre-order, but it's not. And I just want it, because it's going to have some delicious recipes from around the parks. And I'm sure yeah. there are recipes from all the way back. Oh, it is. It says Disney foodie fans will love this collection of stories and recipes that go all the way back to the beginning of opening day in 1971. Nice. So I'm sure you'll be talking more about that on your other podcast, One Little Spice. And then Burn Bombs has the official vacation guide for 2022. Sorry, 2022. And uh, it has Mickey and Minnie in their amazing new outfits. Oh, my God. I need Minnie's dress. I don't care if they don't sell it in adult sizes. Somehow I need to own that dress and I will wear it every day for the uh, rest they, of my life. They sell them. They sell that. I mean, maybe not that material, but I definitely see the uh, Instagram girls going to Disney in their little fluffy short dresses like that. No, I need this dress. I know. They're probably gonna, they probably have the material. You can make it. And that book will be available starting September 21st. And then they have a kid's version of the Burn Bombs 2022 official guide. Ugh. Her dress is so stinking cute. Yeah, initially, uh, when they showed and debuted the sparkling new iridescent fashions, uh, they showed just Mickey and Minnie. And now, uh, the Fab Five plus two, which is Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale has a cute little vest. Goofy mm-hmm. is uh, Goofy is all sorts of decked out in uh, his little pantsuit with a gold shirt, or a gold vest. Sorry, because Mickey has that you know classic blue vest so he pops out a little bit donald has a cute little jacket with the blue vest underneath daisy has similar fabric to minnie's outfit but she's got to look a little different minnie has gold shoes just in case we were wondering from earlier in the night oh yeah they're gold heels they're amazing i need two disney bound as 50th anniversary Minnie for the rest of my life okay and then chip and dale are wearing cute little sparkly vests yeah, and oh, uh, I, miss- I see a little uh, image. I, I this is probably not actually ever done yet. So it's an art artist concept only of how they're going to decorate Main Street. But if they coat Main Street in gold for the fiftieth, I might shit myself. Yeah, and to back up real quick too, I said the Fab Five, and uh, they're now called the Sensational Six. Because Daisy's now part of the crew, as officially being part of the crew. So I wonder the, if Pluto has a fun collar. Oh, I'm sure. Because I don't. See, he's bent yeah, he over does. in this picture, so I can't see. Yeah, it. He's, I'm sure he's got a collar on. 
I'm just saying, like a fancy schmancy new one. And he probably poops sh- shiny poop. It's probably gold poops. That's how they uh, get the projection onto the main street. They just throw yeah. up Pluto's poop. And speaking of gold, they're also going to be have they're also going to have fifty uh, Disney sculptures throughout all the parks, and it's shimmering gold. So if you remember the cute little statues that are there now, they are going to be replaced with beautiful gold ones plus more. Mm-hmm. It says there will be 50 characters total in this series of sculptures that will be displayed across all four theme parks. And Mickey and Minnie will be right out front near Cinderella's Castle. So the 50th is pretty cool. They've been really, for the, probably the last five, six years, been... Uh, preparing for all this stuff as far as infrastructure goes, getting the Skyliner in there, opening new hotels with the Riviera yeah, and the towers. should be updated by then, too. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. So they've been busting their ass, and even after having to shut down for COVID, it's amazing that they're going to reach this deadline, you know. And, and again, it's going to be an 18-month celebration as well, which is what they typically do is an 18-month celebration of some sort, or sometimes two years, or sometimes 20. At least a year. Yeah. All right, well, is that all about the 50th, babe? I don't know. Do you have anything more, sir? Not that I know of, no. I think it's a. Uh, I can't wait to see all the food that comes out for the 50th. Give me all the gold food. And now we're going to share our current adventure we just had uh, in the first day of No Masks. And with that being said, too, recently cast members have been given the option, uh, those that are vaccinated, to uh, wear masks as well. Or not wear masks, I should say. And so it's kind of a bit of a perfect storm potentially happening right now. We don't know, but time will tell, but we did experience it the first day. Side note, back to our conversation about the magical drink that TikTok exploded at Epcot. It's Colin Alibrihe. Is it? How did I, not, why did you not tell me that? Which is what Dante becomes in, um, uh, Coco. Coco. Thank you. Sorry. Whew. So fun. He's so cute. I have him as a stuffed animal. Anyway, didn't realize that what it was called. Very excited that that's what it's called. Yes. Oliver Hay are awesome. Okay, bye. Yeah, so we uh, arrive at Magic Kingdom about, what, 9 o'clock, roughly? 11? It wasn't that late. No, it was pretty early. We were there around 9 o'clock. And uh, we I, we were initially wanted to rope drop, quote, unquote. We didn't unquote. leave here until 9 o'clock, I thought. We got there pretty early. Not as early as Julie would have liked to because they opened at 8 and I wanted to be there. Yeah, but it was also raining and storming and stuff. So me personally, I don't mind being at Disney in the rain. However, I don't want to start my day off at Disney in the rain. So uh, it was our first day with no mask. We decided to, uh, well, for one, trams are still not running. I've heard some rumors that potentially the trams will be going by the 50th, maybe before the 50th. Um, It's definitely a slug out of the parking lot in the heat or back to your car, uh, depending on the time of day that it is. It's a slug? Yeah, a slug. And uh, so we walked up to the security, walked through, got through fine, and then we decided to take the ferry boat. And we both assumed because the ferry boat's a grasshopper instead of a slug. Anyway, I it just made no sense. Okay, doesn't have to. Just go along. I thought my comment about the grasshopper was funny. So anyway, we took the ferry. So we decided to take the ferry boat. We assumed, uh, based on the fact that the ferry boat is open. Uh, that mass would not be required because right now mass required in all Disney transportation except. The ferry boat. It was also not listed on the master required on these Disney transportations. Yes. So we kind of thought like, maybe. Yeah, Disney's pretty good about covering the I's and the T's. Uh, but So we took the ferry boat over. It was super fun to go across, uh, minus the fact that 
to start off with, based on just the ferry boat ride alone over to the Magic Kingdom, that about 80% of the guests at the park uh, were not vaccinated. And we say that because of the amount of kids under 12 that were not wearing masks, um, including our ride over on the ferry boat. We had a little group of kids with us. And Julie and I are both vaccinated, so it's kind of whatever. But for those that are not, it's still a concern for us. Um, and we're not going to get into politics or any of that kind of stuff here. But we. But they said if you're you know, fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. And we saw plenty of people under the age of 12 where whether or not you can get vaccinated over the age of 12, you most certainly cannot, no matter what, under the age of 12, get vaccinated. So we know you're not vaccinated. Just wear your mask. Yeah. And Disney's uh, using the quote-unquote honor system. And, you know, Thanks, people, DeSantis. people can't regulate themselves as it is in general, much less when they go to a place like Disney. And that they haven't been able to go to in years or yeah. had to wear a mask for. Yeah, and if something's optional, they're definitely going to take the uh, road less traveled. I got to say, I was expecting to see more people with masks on on the 15th, and we saw like three people mm-hmm. wearing masks. So it was definitely... Uh, for myself personally, walking under the train station and getting onto the town square roundabout there without a mask on for the first time, for me, it was almost like going back for the first time since the parks like reopened. Exhilarating. Yeah, it was. Uh, it kind of felt like things were getting back to normal. Yeah, definitely. The just the fact alone of being able to actually smell the smells and not have to smell like the overpowered smells through a filter was uh, was pretty cool. We uh, on pirates, especially, we both were kind of wondering in some of the scenes. Because they have kind of pumped up the smell per se, and uh, it was definitely pretty strong, but it didn't seem like it was it was any different than what it was before. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I was just totally into everything we were doing. You know. I think the smells seem more overpowering when you have the mask on because you smell them longer, because they stay in the mask for longer. It's not necessarily that they are that makes sense pumped up, but. It's just that you get that smell longer. So I might just wear my mask on mm. Spaceship Earth every time I go on, just so I can smell yeah. the burning of the libraries of Alexandria. Cry, but still enjoy the smell. Yes. Well, but also, I know, too, now not having to wear a mask as a, on, while I'm working, I'm noticing like more perfume smells and a lot, a lot of things that have been kind of masks. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know? when we were on the ferry boat, one, we were out in the wide open, and the family behind us was just like, did they shower in cologne? It was yeah. strong. Yeah, it was interesting. But you know, still, if you're going to the parks and you are vaccinated and you're not going to go with a mask, definitely bring your mask with you. Uh, just well, because, you need it for transportation, at right? Least. Because of the buses and the monorails and stuff, that you have to wear a mask. And if there are some points where you feel more comfortable wearing a mask, that is totally okay. No one is going to make fun of you for wanting to wear a mask. Yeah, definitely. And for myself, and I think Julie is the same, uh, highlights for the day, we, we really were able to get a lot of stuff done. It was a super busy day, uh, being that it was more or less the beginning of summertime for schools. We but got to ride rides for the first time yeah, in which forever. Yeah, we haven't really done. We was mostly just go for drinks and food, no matter where we're going. <laughs> Every time we go to Epcot, we are going to ride Test Track this time. Yeah. It still hasn't happened. 35 minutes? Uh, no, but it's too if, long. Uh, no, it was definitely way more. Oh, no, it, w- it definitely was. But if uh, if single rider, single rider yeah. becomes available, I will I will do that again. Yeah, so we started off Magic Kingdom. Uh, we did Pirates and Thunder Mountain and Haunted Mansion, and then we got some snack, 
And then but that was not the order we did it. We went over to Tron and got to see uh, the updated construction. We actually were posting in our stories as we were moving around and doing things. Uh, we also noticed it seemed like the Tingle bathrooms might have been updated recently with some yes, new artwork. Yes, they got some new paint. It's not new artwork. They just repainted just the, the floral purple swirl around the outside. And the flags were replaced with flags that had not been faded in the sun. Yeah, okay. Just give us a fucking Tangled Worlds. Don't keep spending money updating the goddamn bathrooms. I want a fucking Tangled ride. Man, imagine if they took the Rivers of America and turned that into a Tangled themed ride. No, why? I get, I understand Tiana and the restaurant and whatever, but that doesn't work in our park. Let's get a Tangled ride. And then uh, we did the People Mover, and we did the People Mover. I totally forgot that it goes shoom. I feel like the last time we were on it and it broke down, it was not shooming. Oh, it shoomed. Definitely, especially in the, the when you're in the Space Mountain part, it shooms a little bit. And it kind of goes. It back didn't and forth. feel like it shoomed, but then we got stuck, so there was no shooming. Yeah, but it was a, it was a blast. It was really nice just to get on there and to hear the narration, to get to see the perspectives of the construction going on in Tron. I was gonna say we got some up close and personal Tron. Yeah, I got I got some really good video which I need to get up and get that posted. Uh, and then seeing the up some of the updates inside, uh, some of the paint was basically just updated and touched up a little lot brighter. Um, getting to see uh, Walt's old uh, diorama, you know, sculpture of uh, no, that's for what the initial concept for Epcot was. Well, yeah, but wasn't it his future like World of Tomorrow a display that was going to the World's Fair? I'm pretty sure that was on display at the World's Fair. Yeah, maybe I don't I, I don't remember that part of it because it's what Epcot was based off of because it was his. Mm-hmm. World of Tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that ended up at the World's Fair. We'll have to write the people over again to let you know. Yeah. The TCAL. It sounds familiar. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Mm. Oh, we did that, and then we went and did uh, Buzz Lightyear. And, uh, I'm always concentrating so much that my picture comes out ridiculous every yeah, time. It's amazing. And I lost. But I scored more than I scored the last time. I don't. I can't tell. I have no idea where my laser is pointing. I'm colorblind. Everything looks the same on that ride. I much more enjoy Toy Story Mania because I, I actually feel like I have some sort of control over what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't like the the laser games myself, personally. It's still fun. Except he beats me every time, so he enjoys that. I just enjoy staring the damn thing. <laughs> oh, the people in front of us were going crazy. Yeah. And it was the mother doing the steering, not the little kid. Oh, it was yeah. insane. That's being a fun parent, man. I was like, that is how I get whiplash and puke all over my child. Oh, it's like taking your kid on the teacup. Spin that thing as fast as you oh, can. Oh, I did. I, when I went on the teacups for that day that uh, I was trying to ride all the rides in the rain that once, I spun it. I spun it super fast. I was like, I went on the carousel, and uh, me spinning myself in a teeny tiny little circle made me less nauseous. Hell yeah. So fun. Yeah, it is. So after the People Mover and then Buzz Lightyear, what we do after that? Uh, we went to... We got stopped by the Move It, Shake It birthday parade show and got to dance with Mickey it's and Friends. It's not a birthday parade. It's the Move It, Shake It cavalcade. Yeah, but they're still doing the birthday ears on song. It's not a birthday song. <laughs> Whatever the Come hell it is. Everybody put your ears on. And then from there, what do you do? And I danced. And everybody... That was performing, saw me dance, and was so happy, and Minnie blew me a kiss. It was mm-hmm. glorious. It was. And then after that, we went to Animal Kingdom. We didn't go into Tomorrowland? Or f- we were in I Tomorrowland. I mean, uh, Adventureland? Yes. No. Yeah, we went over there for something. What the hell did we do? We went to the Tiki Bird. Oh, yeah. We watched the Tiki Tiki Bird. 
Enchanted Tiki Birds. Enchanted Tiki. Enchanted Tiki. Yeah, Jason's going to talk about this one. Yeah, the Enchanted Tiki Room. Yeah, we we missed the pre-show. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. I've never seen the pre-show either. That was your first time seeing it? So I told you the last time I saw it with Amy, I oh, didn't you gotta... see it because I was on the phone the entire time because I was trying to remake reservations for tickets for something that was happening a week that I couldn't mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was fun. I love the show. I can't. I don't necessarily want to go every time. Like we were kind of complaining to ourselves that I want to go every time now. That we didn't go to uh, the Carousel of Progress, which is typically something we do every time we go. Which, to Magic. well, when we were there, I was like, eh, when we come back, we'll do it because we were planning on yeah, doing Animal Kingdom and then going back to Magic and then going to Epcot and then like it was nine o'clock and like where did the day go? Yeah. Well, the problem was though. So yeah, so we did that. We did the Enchanted Tiki Birds, and then we left. We took the ferry boat back, drove to Epcot. And then we went from there to take the bus to Animal Kingdom. And so while this is all going on, we got a little bit of rain on and off throughout the day at, at Magic Kingdom. And then the fucking monsoon thunderstorms really came in. And we were waiting for a bus for Epcot. I mean, the, waiting for, for a bus the bus for Animal, for Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. And it was raining sideways. Like we but were it was before that that soaked. power went out. Right. So we, we got a little Twitter came up, uh, Twitter alerts about some of the stuff happening. And a twerk? <laughs> yeah, Twitter alert. Yep, it's a little twerk. And uh, so we went on to the Disney uh, My Experience app and noticed and looked around at the parks and like half of Magic Kingdom was out. Uh, basically Tomorrowland and obviously like the the stuff that's outdoors is going to be closed. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, the uh, freaking race Big cars. Thunder. Big Thunder. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Splash. But Animal Kingdom was completely down except for Pandora. Well, so when you think about it, the there's not much that you can do there anyway. Yeah, but Dinosaur was down. When it's raining. I know. And then Dinosaur was down. But then Dinosaur came back up, and then it was still raining, so there was like three things open. But at that time, Flight of Passage went down to like a four-minute wait, and then it went up to like a three-hour wait because it was the only thing that was open at the park. Yeah. But we got to enjoy Satuli Canteen. I wanted to eat yak and yeti, but I couldn't decide if I was craving ahi tuna nachos or not, which sounds very unlike me. But yeah, it does. But, but yeah. we hadn't had Satuli Canteen in a while, and it was delicious. Oh, it did not so disappoint. Good. Crispy tofu. We were starving, and a potato we had hash. A, got an ice cold Coca Cola to go with it. Oh my god! Yeah, it was I the was best. like, "Why are you getting a soda?" And then and I was like, "Just wait." And then she understood. Fountain Coke is the best. She knows why she married me. Yeah, Fountain Coke is the best. Um, but Animal Kingdom was nice. We walked around a little bit. Mostly I liked it because it was sunny towards the end of being there. Mm-hmm. I really like Animal Kingdom when it's wet and sunny. Yeah, it, it just gives it a like like a real like rainforesty yeah. kind of feel. It was really nice. And on a what side, what did we see? We saw some oh. animals somewhere, didn't we? There were people going on the Animal Walk. Did we see animals at the front of the Animal Walk, or was that another trip? And the Animal Walk was just open. I think it was just that it was open. Or you wanted to go, and I was like, nah. Yeah, I don't know. But on a side note, we uh, we did get ponchos for the week, for the day. And uh, we always recommend getting bringing you know, rain gear, because you, especially in the summertime here in Florida, because you just never know. Um, but don't buy the cheap stuff. And the ponchos at Disney, are, I think, are like 16 or $18 or something like that. They're 12 Okay. So if you want a, a $12 souvenir, sure, get, get something from Disney. Uh, but like we went over to the Target and uh, got some nicer ones, and... They did us pretty good. They were eight dollars. Jason couldn't figure out how to button his up. It was chaotic. Yeah, it was fun. But I want to put vinyl stickers on ours, maybe figment. Mm. Something fun. It'd be fun. I do not know. But yes. But we did Amalcade. And it's interesting because I never ever wear a poncho or anything once. Or like use an umbrella. I'm just like Bring it on. But it was fun wearing the poncho. I love wearing the poncho because you're staying dry. You're out in the rain. Like it was I'll, so warm. They are like not I'll, breathable at all. 
No. I've seen people wear those in the wintertime when it's cold out. It makes sense because the breeze does not cut through it. Mm-hmm. So then we lollygagged around Animal Kingdom a little bit, and then uh, we left and headed to Epcot and hit uh, some food and uh, stuff Yes, from we Flower did Garden. the last menu from the Farmer's Favorites. Yeah. Farmer's Feast. I can never remember what it's One called. One of those. And it's Farmer's Feast in the World Showcase Plaza, and it was delicious. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. So the dessert was something really good. And I can't remember. It, it was the uh, cookie butter. Oh yeah, it was a cookie butter cake. base instead of, um, and a ricotta cheesecake. And it was a cookie butter base instead of being like a graham cracker crumb base or something like that. It was. And if you've ever had cookie butter, it's the um, speculoos cookies that are ground up and made into like peanut butter, but it's made of cookie. It's weird concept, super delicious. And then we had it was topped with mango. Mm-hmm. And we had some drinks. I had something that was hibiscus-y and purple and delightful, and I got to eat the hibiscus it was flower after, and it was delicious. It was, and then I had the, the it was like bourbon and... I thought it was whiskey. Oh, was it whiskey? It was whiskey and... And the whiskey drink. Mango? Drink the lager drink. The cider drink. You're going to edit the show. How's that? Oh, yeah, baby. So they had the tomato and cornbread... Panzanella that had the burrata on it with uh, the little cornbread pieces and the arugula and the tomato and mm, that was delicious. And then we had a barbecue seared pork tenderloin that had summer succotash and herb butter and a grapefruit vinaigrette that I didn't get to eat much of because Jason decided that the grapefruit vinaigrette was on his side of the plate so it was all his but it yep. was super delicious you better believe it and uh, my drink was called the hibiscus lemonade cocktail which was featuring isla morada brewery and distillery hibiscus gin and an actual gin that was pickled i don't know it was super delicious and uh what jason got is not on this menu it was like the special that they had it was really good i was very impressed that's also not what my hibiscus lemonade cocktail looked like that is interesting yeah, my hibiscus cocktail was very different. We'll post pictures because none of this is the same as what we got. But it was delicious. The food was. Yeah, it was. And then we and uh, then whatever Japan. Yes, and we got the sushi roll, pork the, the, shoulder, the frushi, and the frushi that you had never had before. Yeah, it was really good. But the uh, the pork roll <coughs> was really delicious. I mean, the pork uh, shoulder was super yummy. And then from there, we kind of just meandered around a little bit, shot the shit, enjoyed the night because it was nice and cool and quiet because it rained and. It was calm and the park was getting empty. I don't remember it being cool. It was coolish because it had rained all day and it was like dropped down to like the upper seventies. Doesn't that usually make it like super hot and humid in the park? I don't know. I don't remember down. it being cool that night. But yeah, how do we end up the night? Because we rode Spaceship Earth mm-hmm. at some point when we first got there. Was it right when we first got there? Yeah. Yeah, because we did some shopping. We hit the store to see if I can exchange my glasses, and then we went to look for those ears, and. uh Went around to the other spots and locations looking for the ears, and then we got the food, and then we went over to Japan. And we walked around the whole showcase. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we saw maybe some possible light testing on the barges. wasn't sure if it or was that party. Or they were just accidentally on. Well, no, because there was the the party tent, the front stuff. Yeah, that was totally different. Private party going on or something. Jason thought it was the viewing for the executives of... Yeah, I thought maybe it was potential executive preview. But it did not seem that way. So, of harmonies. Yeah. That would be really cool, though. 
Mm-hmm. But then uh, we just kind of dawdled. And then what side of the park did we leave? Did we go walk down by the land? Is that how we left? Nope. We went out by, uh, excuse me, went out by Mouse Gear. Not that route. I know, and I wanted to stop in Mouse Gear again, didn't I? Yeah, and then there was a long line because it was the end of the night. And there was like a 115-minute wait for Test Track. Yeah, Test Track was insane. Yep. And then we walked over to uh, Spaceship Earth. I think I peed. And then we uh, sat in the front for a little bit. Oh, got we got some rainbow pictures. Oh, yeah. Because we got there. Yeah, so, yeah, they got some fun fun shots. Because the um, prisms obviously reflect mm-hmm. the light, if you know you know anything about science. Um, so they reflected a rainbow on the ground, which was super cool. So I got some pretty cool shots of that. And uh, at the end of the night, I didn't realize this, but the lights now change on the pylons. Apparently, they have always and i have never known it but i remember taking like three thousand pictures in front of those lights and they were blue the entire time it did not change at all so that is definitely new i'll show her my video that i have from our last time before this previous one uh, but also for myself personally i love the new sound package i have for the entrance to epcot julie's an old lady and thinks it's too loud um it's just like anxiety-driven loudness that is completely unnecessary. I don't know. I, I it's it's like a for me. It's the music is empowering and it kind of brings up kind of feelings for a happy future. Yeah, but you're literally walking past a speaker that's literally in your face that's so obnoxiously loud. Like, make it come from somewhere that's not up my butt. And okay. I, I get that. For myself more. personally, I like it because it immerses me into that space. Like, I like to sit on the thing at night with the lights, watch the, the perimeter lights swirling around and the fountain changing colors and the, all the flags flapping in the wind. And Yeah, if you're not sitting on top of a speaker, it's lovely. Well, for but me, when yeah. you first walk in, there's that speaker that's right next to the damn dancing hippo. And I love it. It drives me insane. I fucking love it. Gets me right in the feels every time. Every time. It almost gives me a panic attack every time. Yeah. Panic so, attack? I don't know what word I just said. That's why I say she's my variant because uh, we're very similar in many ways, and in some ways we are not. Play Girls Five Ever for me at the beginning of Epcot. Blast that as loud as you want. I'm down. Yeah, I hear you. They probably have no idea what the hell you're talking about, but that's okay. We're not gonna get into it because we need to get the hell out of here because it's getting late. So I guess that's kind of our day to kind of, kind of summarize things. Uh, definitely bring, still bring extra masks. Bring your summer gear. Be prepared to be around people who are not vaccinated. Yes, and uh, they're saying that it is going to be a busier than normal hurricane season. They say that every year, but just be prepared for hurricanes. Be prepared. And it's been weird lately. Like, yeah, we got sun today and yesterday, but supposed to start back last up again tomorrow. week was just cloudy, gross days. And not even like... Okay, it's going to be sunny for most of the day. Pour two hours and be sunny again. No, it's been just... Shit show. Six days of monsoons and thunderstorms. Yeah, parks are flooding. scare my poor children. It's fun. The cats. People going down Main Street freaking out because it's raining and lightning and shit. Yeah, I was going to the bathroom the other day and the cats apparently got freaked out by the lightning. And Pua comes from behind the toilet and like sticks her head up between my legs on top of my pants and like looks up at me from like behind the toilet and I was like uh you scared can I just hold you it will be way less awkward than what's happening right now poor little thing but yeah and then Pixie came in and was like leaning into me laying down like it was a it was quite a moment in the bathroom that we all shared 
This is why I don't shut the door when I pee. So be prepared. Be prepared for crowds. Uh, there's a volleyball tournament here in town, which is like the first large convention going on here in Orlando. That's at the Orange County Convention. And I know I've seen a lot of the volleyball kids uh, coming to the parks. It's also summertime. And uh, as you're listening to this, it's 4th of July weekend. And again, typically, it's the peak of the summer crowd. It starts to slow down a little bit. Uh, we're not going to have the big tour groups coming in this year, thank God. Uh, so I've seen some small tour groups, but nothing really major. Uh, so summertime will probably level out a little bit. But at the same time, be prepared to be around a ton of people who are not vaccinated. Because as far as the honor system masks. goes, yeah, as far because as the honor system goes, you know, people are kind of uh, not uh, going by the honor system. That is for sure. So that being said, we do hope you get a chance to come visit the parks and uh, have the most magical time because we definitely did. And take full advantage of all the photo shots, everything you possibly can now that you can go there without a mask if you're vaccinated. And as well as with the restaurants, I mean, it's pretty, uh, it's the Wild West, <laughs> say the least. Well, I think it's now to talk about some snacks and some foods and some comfort things at the parks. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like, what in the hell is that? And our next segment... What the Forky Foods? I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Ah. <gasps> and ladders. All right, babe, take it away. This episode of What the Forky Foods is brought to you by Common Sense. If you don't have any, don't go to the parks. Thank you. All right, guys. So, crazy more shit that's happening on TikTok. Some crazy ass bitch jumped off living with the land to grab a cucumber so she posts this video on instagram gets so many likes follows it gets taken down off of instagram no it was on tiktok and, and sorry copied it tiktok yep and posted on instagram sorry my bad okay it's okay Bring it back. so she posts this video on tiktok because tiktok is the devil and lots of people are viewing it it gets taken down because viewers reported it. So she posts it again with commenting turned off saying, hey, yo, this is a grab a cuke TikTok challenge. So is she so hungry or is she horny? Apparently, who fucking knows? <laughs> apparently this last week, maybe a little both, season it a little bit, get it pickled and then. Um, but apparently it happened again. Someone was on the boat again this week when someone else tried to grow a fucking cucumber. Like, you're you're going to ruin my favorite ride ever. So well, they're gonna put stop. lap bars down or seatbelts in these things. <laughs> it says it's the new grab a cuke challenge, sponsored by Drink Around the World and TikTok. Yeah, fucking assholes. Stay your ass in the boat and don't ruin it for and the like, rest of us. And like, you could get hurt. It's, you could hurt someone else that's on the boat. And it's and it's the only thing that I I love the fact that you can go to Epcot and get completely fucking shit faced. Because we do it, but we also know how to control ourselves. It's the assholes that go here that take full advantage and they cannot handle their alcohol in a place that you have to know how to be respectful. And they don't give a shit, except for that they're there with their college friends getting shit-faced. And it's, it's, it's out of control. And it's, and it's why... Old lady it's, friends or... Well, yeah, but it's partially why, room. one, Disney lowered the, the volume of alcohol that they're giving at a time. Because they saw how people were buying their 16-ounce beers 20 at a time, you know. So they make you buy small ones. If you want to buy more, buy more small ones. 
etc. It's just ridiculous. It shit just pisses me off. And I mean, as a cast member, I deal with it myself, especially being that I'm performing and stuff. And I, I have fun with it because I get to just give it back to them if they're just being silly and stupid in my store. But for the most part, this kind of shit is what's going to make Disney put their foot down. Just like they're going to, at some point, if they uh, these girls want to come to the park half naked, Disney's going to have to start doing some stuff in the front. Or just kick them the fuck out. Okay, cool. You can come back later once you've put on clothes. Right. But this girl's been or banned. Like, yeah, it, I know. But like, or like not even allow them to get a $50 voucher to buy whatever they want. Here's this t-shirt with a mouse on the front of it. Wear it or don't go to the park. Yeah. And on the back of it, it should say, oh boy, I'm a dumbass. I mean, not quite that. But something. I mean, it's the shirt that you get that is only given out when you are inappropriate. Although then that'll end up being some sort of like special edition yeah, thing. Yeah, it's found on can... eBay for $5,000. Yeah. Fucking assholes. <sighs> <laughs> But in happier what the forky foods, we mm-hmm. have a, we have a couple. We have some from one from Disney World, and several from Disneyland. I'm very Ooh. excited about Disneyland. I want to try all of it. Can I go right now, please? Thanks. So, Amaretz has a Loki dome cake, and this is exciting because uh, all the other cakes have been petite cakes and very expensive, and the Loki cake is super reasonably priced. But I do have to give this one three what the forks because the flavors are a little interesting. Like, okay, so here's the deal. Are they like trickster interesting? No. I talk, we talked about this last night and you were like, the fuck? Um, okay, so it is a lemon chiffon cake with dulce mousse, green apple gelée, and salted caramel crispy pearls. Okay, so... And the gelée is the the outer shiny coating? No, the gelée is the jelly layer in the middle. Okay. And uh, Dulce is fancy schmancy dark chocolate, if you did not know that. I didn't, so thanks for sharing. You're very welcome. And it's only $9, so I'm very excited. It has Loki's helmet on the front, probably made of fondant, brushed in gold. It's super cute. I feel like they were going for, like, Hmm, what are green flavors that we can use? Green and gold. Oh, apple and caramel. That works. Uh, so it, like, <laughs> visually appealing, but then you cut it open and the center, it looks like a kitty from the back. That's kind of cute. Uh, but you open it up and it's very odd. I don't know. It looks weird. I have There's no like words. some blue inside. I still feel if it's green, it should be either apple, like this one kind of is, or key lime. The lemon cake is blue. Hmm. And then there's, I mean, anything that uh, tastes like fall in New England, I'm on board for. And green apples and caramels is just, you know, fall in New England. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited for it, and it's Loki, so of course I'm going to eat one, but... And I don't know that that blue is the lemon cake because it feels like the lemon cake is probably the bottom and these people have no idea what they're talking about. All right, so I am going to get one of these and actually review it for you guys so you know what the heck is inside this thing. But, uh, but yeah. Cool. 
And speaking of Loki, we are going to have a brief discussion at the very end before we get out of here. And then in Disneyland, Pim's Test Kitchen opened up. Mm. I guess it's in Disney California Adventure. So it's not really Disney World. I mean, Disneyland. But it's in California. And it is on Avengers Campus. And they have some shawarma, which is awesome. What the hell is shawarma? And uh, then they have a shawarma 2 or shawarma palace 2, which is super cute, which is an extra booth that also sells shawarma outside of uh, Avengers Campus. So I know it's By the Hyperion Theater. Oh, very nice. So I I know it's a reference from the the movies, but what the hell is shawarma? I keep hearing about it. What is it? You know when I make you like a Jewish deli? Chicken. Mm. Shawarma is like that, like meat that you shave off of a cone, and it's just. Well, I'd be curious to hear anybody that's had this uh, there what they think about it and what their experience is like. So. I wasn't really actually going to spend that much time talking about the shawarma carts because it's not really the most exciting part of it. But Pim's Test Kitchen has some really, really fun treats. So they have some breakfast items. Not quite as exciting as the lunch slash dinner items, but they do still look quite tasty. I think, like, they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they use quail eggs for the breakfast items because they are very little eggs. And the only thing I can think of is a quail egg. That would be that size. And if that is the case, quail eggs are delicious. But I feel like they'd probably have to tell you if it was a quail egg. They might just, like, make it look like an egg and just don't add as... I don't know. I don't know. Some genetically modified egg because it's Pim's Test Kitchen. It's zapped with a Pim particle. They make it small. Mm -hmm. But for lunch and dinner, they have a giant pretzel Mm -hmm. with beer cheese. Mm. And then they have an amazing chicken sandwich that has a teeny tiny bun and a big chicken patty on it. Sounds amazing. A $100 sandwich that isn't just $100 to be $100. One, it's large. And two, all of the things that are going on the sandwich sound amazing. You can hear all about them on One Little Spice. Just shoot back a couple episodes. We talk about that in detail. And they have meatballs. Big meatball, little meatball. But it was just really cool to play on, you know, shrinking things. And the dish is a big big spoon. I don't know. Um, I think it is. It doesn't. I couldn't tell from the pictures. Yeah, I think it's a Um, giant spoon. That's the dish. It's like a ladle, metal handle cup looking thing. It just looks like a cast iron handle. Oh, I guess it is supposed to be a spoon. Oh, that's super cute. How about that? And it's supposed to be served in a spoon. That's kind of adorable. Or like a ladle, yeah, in a sense. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, this sandwich, that's $100. I would buy it and eat it all myself. Not sharing. But they have, I think it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and the bread is swirled with the red and blue. It's pretty fun. Mm, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, it just looks really cool. I'm really excited. I want to try everything they yeah, have there. Yeah, sounds like and a lot of fun. And they have some really, really cool drinks. They actually, so at uh, the Terran Treats or whatever it's called, they have something that looks like the space stone that when it's in the ball at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but it is really one of... The, it's basically a conchas, and if you've ever heard of this, it is a Spanish pastry that's almost like a puff pastry, but before you cook it, you put this layer of like sugar paste on it. Hmm. So when it cooks, it cracks open as the sugar dries and the pastry expands 
So it gives it this very interesting texture. And usually in Spanish culture, they'll slice into this sugar. So when it cracks, it looks like a shell, which if you've seen the ears in Mexico that look like those cookies. Oh, yeah, okay. That's what that is. And the center of this is like bright purple, so it's supposed to be like the space stone. I figured that those were those cookies. I was kind of wondering if that's what those were. I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like the flooring, you know, like the dry clay floor, or if it was like a food cookie thing. Food cookie. Neat. But yeah, so that is your what the forky foods for today. Agreed. Hell yeah. So that's been uh, some happenings in the snack world, along with some bullshit from uh, guests who are being banned from the parks because they want to be assholes. Besides that, if you uh, get a chance to check out these foods, let us know what you think about the foods. And like Julie said, she's going to head over to uh, Amaretz at Disney Springs to try the new Loki cake. If it's still there. Gosh, I hope it is. And speaking of Loki, uh, Loki has uh, now taken over Wednesdays on Disney+. Plus. Episode 3 just passed. And all we have to say about that show is... Perfection. Holy shit. It's Perfection. It's so good. I was a little iffy about uh, Mr. Owen Wilson. I love him as Mobius. He's amazing. Yeah, I heard someone say that uh, on Podcateers, actually. They were talking about him. And uh, he's he's doing it well because he's not being very Owen Wilson-y like he is did in a lot of movies. Did you hear that on that or did you hear that on our podcast? Because that's, that, that's what Amy said. Yeah, maybe what's your guys? I know I heard it on a podcast. You heard it on ours. That I edited. It hasn't come out yet. Actually, it will have come out yeah, today, the day that Jason and I are recording. Did you haven't posted it? I need to. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's coming out Tuesday, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. And, and we're not going to get into spoilers or anything like that on this episode. Uh, we will happen to do that on a future one. We're going to get. Perhaps we can have a whole series on a Disney series that we have yet to talk about. Yeah. Because we have WandaVision, I know. Winter Soldier still, yeah. Big Shot, your favorite show. I'm actually so, okay, so. Big Shot. Big Shot is a show about John Stamos as a l- women's high school basketball coach. Okay, cool. So he played, he was an NCAA coach and then rah, shit happened. He threw a chair and he couldn't get a job. And then the dude who basically financed the school, his daughter plays there. And he's like, I want her to be D1. I'm going to hire this mofo. And he was like, my daughter's not going to play here unless you hire him. I'm taking my name off the gym. Uh, so he gets a job. That is not what this guy sounds like either at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he becomes this It's a girls basketball coach at a girls only private high school in California. And uh, I was like, Haha, John Stamos is a basketball coach. That's hilarious. No, thank you. First episode, I was hooked. I was like, basketball? Good. John Stamos? Good. Basketball? Good. I miss basketball. I don't care about basketball either. <laughs> not sure how we got married ladies and gentlemen um so we can talk about that too because that was really surprisingly phenomenal well maybe we'll start doing a disney plus segment on what are we watching on disney plus this week or something like that so if you haven't checked out loki definitely check it out and if you haven't checked out winter soldier and uh also wandavision before that uh, definitely check out all those series they're all going to be tying into some of the new mcu films coming out in phase four we'll definitely give you all the updates on that one so thanks again for tuning in. You can send us an email if you want to send some pictures, chat with us, what you can do on the social medias as well. Uh, but our email is uh, f yeah, d s n y at gmail.com. 
And then we have a Facebook as well, which we just basically don't ever use except for sharing our pictures from our Instagram onto our Facebook. But it's there as well, and you can find us on Facebook. So until next time, as the great Walt Disney once said, if you believe in a thing, believe in it all the way. Rest in peace, the haunting's free. So hurry back, we would like your company. Be sure to bring your death certificate.